You are Locked On Vols, your daily Tennessee Volunteers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Vols, your team every day. My name is Josh Ward. Thank you for being here today. We're a couple of days away from Tennessee taking on Alabama. Depending on when you're listening to this, if you're catching it early Thursday morning, we're still close to three days away from Tennessee playing because it's such a late game on Saturday. That's a different conversation for a different day. 9 o'clock Eastern time, the kickoff for Tennessee and Alabama on Saturday night. On today's show, there are several notes with Tennessee's personnel, some guys getting more work in on the practice field, an update on Tennessee's quarterback situation as it's trending toward Brian Maurer being ready to start for the Vols against Alabama on Saturday night. So it looks like it's trending in a positive direction for the Vols freshman quarterback who has started the last two games to be ready to go this week. And I'll get to that in segment number one, uh, along with defensive lineman Matthew Butler talking about how the team has continued to work to get better this season. I do think that's a big talking point coming out of the Mississippi State game. I'll get to that in the first segment of the show. You'll hear from Tennessee head coach Jeremy Pruitt in segment number two, talking about this week and the upcoming game on Saturday as Jeremy Pruitt met with the media after practice on Wednesday. And then I'll open up the mailbag in segment number three, the position group that has made the most progress this season. Also, can Tennessee build off the win against Mississippi State from this past Saturday? I'll get to that right here on Locked On Vols, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Listen anywhere you get your podcasts, Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, the third-party apps. You can subscribe at any of those spots, and you can also tell your smart speaker to play podcast Locked On V-O-L-S. Jeremy Pruitt said on the SEC Coaches Teleconference on Wednesday that Brian Maurer will be a game-time decision on Saturday night. And with Maurer coming off the concussion against Saturday, He has been practicing with Tennessee's football team. He was taking reps on Sunday and then was active as he normally has been while the media is able to watch on Tuesday and Wednesday. So uh, he does have to be cleared to play, but if they're having him practice and take first-team reps, again, while the media is watching, uh, I would say that that's an indication Tennessee is expecting to have Brian Maurer ready to go on Saturday. Now, I'm sure they're going to Uh, monitor and make sure before the game he looks good and they'll probably monitor and see how he plays if Brian's out there not playing well I would think that they make some kind of consideration whether to leave him in at quarterback or not especially against that Alabama defense but right now it looks like Brian Maurer is on pace to start and that's the expectation around that program I think right now that Maurer will be good to go against the Crimson Tide doesn't mean it'll be easy against Alabama for sure. This is a a defense at Alabama that has allowed some points, and Tennessee's offensive line, I think, could be able to manage well enough up front to allow Tennessee's playmakers to to make some plays. So I think Tennessee should be able to put some points on the board. It's just that matching what Alabama is able to do on the other side, that's what becomes so difficult because Alabama has the ability to score at will with that quarterback, Tuatunga Vailoa, maybe the best in the country, and then that group of wide receivers. Across the board, they have a ton of talent, but that passing attack is just, it's remarkable in, in all the ability and the speed that it has. That's going to be a humongous challenge for Tennessee's defense. So back to the offensive side, Brian Maurer looks like he's on pace to be ready to go at quarterback. Jameer Johnson has been getting more work at practice this week. Uh, that'll be something to pay attention to 
We expect Wanya Morris and Darnell right there at the two tackle positions. You have Brandon Kennedy at center. Could it be Jameer Johnson at left guard and Trey Smith at right guard? Riley Locklear still appears limited coming off the head injury he suffered in the Georgia game. So Jameer Johnson getting back to work at full speed. They could have him at left guard. Jerome Carvin continues to be somebody to pay attention to as well as he was playing against Mississippi State this past weekend. So Jameer Johnson, Trey Smith, Jerome Carvin, watch those guys. We know that Trey's going to be a starter. It would be a matter of left guard or right guard for him uh, as Trey has played so much on the left side the last couple of years, last year at tackle and this year at guard. But he did play a lot as a true freshman at right guard uh, before moving around later in the season. So that's something to pay attention to. But I do think the offensive line continues to get better. I'm going to talk more about that position group in segment number three. But that's trending as a positive for Tennessee's football team, the offensive line. And then in the secondary, remember that Trayvon Flowers is out with a broken leg injury, and we don't know if he'll be able to come back this season. Theo Jackson is slated to start there at safety along with Nigel Warrior. And then Jalen McCullough continues to be someone to keep an eye on, a true freshman who arrived in the spring. He had a couple of interceptions in the spring game against Brian Maurer, and uh, is a high school All-American, really talented player. He's a guy that I've mentioned from time to time as someone to pay attention to and see if he gets more of an opportunity. I think that'll be the case again this upcoming Saturday and the rest of the way with the injury to Flowers. And then also Warren Burrell has been practicing normally. Tennessee should have him available Saturday, and Tennessee needs all hands on deck in the secondary with that talented group of Alabama's wide receivers. Braden Gall from Athlon Sports was on Sports 180 with us on Wednesday, and he was talking about Bama's wide receivers, and he kind of asked the question, what are you supposed to do with those guys? And I don't know that there is an answer. With Alabama's receivers, they're they're too talented. Jeremy Pruitt's not wrong when he says that there are NFL teams that could look at Alabama and be jealous of the combination of quarterback Tua Tungavailoa and all those wide receivers that they have. And as I mentioned a moment ago, a conversation that I think continues to be worth bringing up is the work that Tennessee's players have put in. We no longer have to ask if Tennessee's players are working hard, if they have bought in at least to what the coaches have have preached to them and have tried to get them to do on the practice field to get them better on Saturdays. And this past week, maybe for the first time this season, we really saw the connection of what the game plan was from the coaches and the execution from the players. Tennessee was not perfect by any means, and Tennessee still has a lot of work to do to be a better team but Tennessee was a better team this past week than it had been the uh, the previous few weeks. And, and part of that was up front on the defensive line. Tennessee was disruptive. Tennessee was able to bottle up Kylan Hill, Mississippi State's running back, and Tennessee was able to pressure Mississippi State's quarterbacks. And Matthew Butler talked about that, the work that Tennessee's defensive line and Tennessee's football team has put in and how he believes that's going to continue and that they might have something to build on after this past weekend. The uh, front seven definitely take pride in stopping the run and then the uh, the back four, they really take pride in, you know, those picks that they have. So we take that into next week and, you know, it's not here, it's not here, it's not too high, it's not too low. You just keep it where it is, uh, take it with a grain of salt, and then we're going to go into next week and try to do it again. How have you seen guys respond over the last few weeks while you've gone through what you have? Um, I mean, 
you know, versus Florida, you know, we had him, we had him down at some points versus Georgia. We had him down at some point uh, in our bye week. We got better, and I feel like this game was accumulation of, you know, some frustration, some getting better. And now that we've gotten better, we have to continue to take that on to these next games. We're gonna try to win them all. Tennessee defensive lineman Matthew Butler after Tennessee's win against Mississippi State. If you're a Tennessee fan. I think that's something that you have to like hearing. Tennessee has a, a big game coming up against Alabama. Tennessee's going to try to win them all. Realistically, that's not happening. Realistically, Tennessee's not going to win this weekend. Doesn't mean Tennessee shouldn't try. I think Tennessee should try everything it can to try to win the game or at least be as competitive as it can. It's just that we have a pretty good idea what the outcome is going to be coming up on Saturday. But what you heard there from Matthew Butler is a good sign of where things are with Tennessee's football team and program and it helps as Tennessee is trying to build moving forward. We'll move forward here on Locked on Vols. You'll hear from Tennessee head coach Jeremy Pruitt, some things he had to say after practice on Wednesday about the Vols' work getting ready for this upcoming weekend. That's coming up next on Locked on Vols, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. You can listen anywhere you find podcasts like Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify. Tell your smart speaker at home as well to play podcast Locked on V-O-L-S. It'll be right there for you. Locked on Vols is part of the Locked on Podcast Network. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. As I mentioned in the first segment of the show, Brian Maurer is considered a game-time decision on Saturday night. Uh, Jeremy Pruitt mentioned that on the SEC Coaches Teleconference Wednesday, as well as after practice. But also, Brian Maurer's been practicing, and while he's going through the concussion protocol, they are able to be careful with him, I guess, in what he's doing. It's not like he's being tackled in practice. He's not taking big hits. So uh, he, he's in non-contact form, I guess, through practice during the week. So that's what allows him to get out there and go through reps. Again, the expectation right now is that he will be Tennessee's starter against Alabama. Something could change there, but that's the way that it looks right now. Jeremy Pruitt was asked after practice on Wednesday about kind of managing Brian Maurer at quarterback. He has playmaking ability. He also has made some mistakes that have hurt Tennessee. Is there a way to try to balance those two out? Is there a way to try to pull him back from making those mistakes while also making sure he doesn't take away his playmaking ability? This is what Jeremy Pruitt said talking about Brian Maurer. Well, I don't think that you can. I I think if a guy uh, has instincts as a runner, a player, comes naturally to him, you know, I'm sure the speed of the game is different, right? Uh, so, you know, like Saturday, the guy, he's running the ball. He probably thought he was going to make that guy miss. The guy got on him probably a little faster than he realized uh, and turned him upside down. Um, you know, he's got to make good decisions. You know, he's made some really nice plays. Uh, but, and it's something that we saw in camp. Um, but he's got to take care of the football. It's the number one priority as a quarterback is take care of the football. So, um, you know. He's got to learn from that and and do it. Jeremy Pruitt talking about Brian Maurer. They love his playmaking ability. They saw that before the season. While Jeremy Pruitt was making it very clear Jarrett Garantano 
was the starter. They knew about the playmaking ability with Brian Maurer. I think they were just concerned with his inability to take care of the ball. And that has continued to be there. Can that be cleaned up? He, he just he can't turn it over like he has if Tennessee's going to try to win a bunch of games the rest of the way. But if he can make those plays and if he can take better care of the football, make better decisions with the ball, Tennessee's going to have a chance to really have a ton of success on offense. And, of course, Ryan has to stay healthy. He's been knocked out of his two starts three times. He was knocked out twice against the – Georgia Bulldogs, and then, of course, the concussion on Saturday in the first half against Mississippi State. They also need him to stay healthy. They need him to slide, I would say, part of it as well. Flipping upside down on his head is really not going to be productive for Brian Maurer or Tennessee. Now, on the other side, Tennessee's getting ready for Alabama, and you know how good that team is. You know how good Alabama's quarterback is to a tongue of Iloa. Jeremy Pruitt was asked about that offense, the RPO use with Tua Tungavailoa and, and, and how successful they've been there with the Crimson Tide. RPO, the term you probably hear all the time, probably get tired of hearing uh, on a pretty regular basis at this point. But Jeremy Pruitt talked about it and also just the development of the game and, and what teams are doing. And you know, teams look at other teams and try to steal or borrow or uh, use something that others are, uh, Tennessee included. But talking about Alabama Tua Tungavailoa and the development of the game over the last few years. I think if you look at the RPO game, there's there's you know there's a couple of concepts that most everybody runs. Um, you know, there people have gotten more creative as the years have went by here, and uh, I think the guys in Tuscaloosa do as good a job with them as anybody in the country. So um, I think it fits the quarterback that they have. He's got a. a a really fast release. The wide receivers, they, you know, it complements the running running game. It helps them to be balanced, and they really are. Um, so um, it's tough to defend. No, I think the game has has um, changed, and it's really changed in the last five years. Uh, and it filters down, right? And and right now, it's probably filtering up going to the NFL. You see a little more of that, um, you know, on Sundays. You know, so um, I mean, it's. I, Probably in this in, in all of football, right? Everybody looks and sees who's having success, and they want to pick something from uh, this team or that team. We all do. Uh, so I, I think that's something that everybody does. We we kind of borrow and look and see who's doing something really well and try to copycat it. Jeremy Pruitt, that's the game of football. Interesting stuff there, and uh, Tennessee's offense bringing in Jim Chaney to run that side of the ball. That had to help Tennessee. He's seen a lot. He's coached in a number of different places, and uh, they didn't get off to the right kind of start, for sure, this season. But with Jim Chaney there as the offensive coordinator, I think we've seen some development on that side of the ball, at, uh, the offensive line. I'm going to get to that here in just a few minutes. But uh, that's that's where you start. And if quarterback play can develop, then Tennessee's offense will have a chance to take off. Tennessee still has some really talented players at wide receiver. You don't want to waste those guys. Juwan Jennings and Marquez Callaway are gone after this season. You want to make use, really good use, of the skill talent that you have. That's what Tennessee's working on. We'll see what Tennessee can do against Alabama coming up on Saturday and what Tennessee can do moving forward this season. As we get ready to come back here on Locked on Vols, I'll open up the mailbag. Questions about Tennessee's first half of the season. Can it carry over that success from Saturday into the second half? and some players to watch as the season goes along as well. I'll get to that coming up on Locked On Vols, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and you'll hear there are all kinds of things going on with 
locked on right now with the NBA season starting up. We're going to have some college basketball to talk about on this show moving forward. The uh, the college network continues to grow. So really excited about what's going on with the Locked On Podcast Network as you continue listening to Locked On Vols. I want to open up the mailbag here for the final segment of Locked On Vols today. Thanks for hanging out. And the first question comes from Cairo. Cairo, thanks for the uh, question for the show today. And the question has to do with where Tennessee is. With, with this week being kind of a big picture week, the Vols are halfway through the season. Two and four is not the record that Tennessee hoped to have, but the win against Mississippi State is something Tennessee needed, and it got it. So Cairo asked, where does Tennessee go from here? Have the Vols really turned the corner and everybody's bought in, or could UT have a disappointing finish similar to last year? And, you know, we don't have the answer yet. I think a common question this week has been, has Tennessee turned the corner? And I can't say yes for sure. I would just say Tennessee has made necessary progress from where it was at the start of the season. Clearly, Tennessee is playing better right now than it was in week one against Georgia State. And, and that performance was just bad across the board from the way the players performed, uh, the coaches' performance going into that game and during it as well. But where Tennessee goes from here is the big question because it'll have an impact on this season and then also the program moving forward. But I would go back to Matthew Butler's comments in the first segment, Tyler Bird, what he talked about earlier in the week. It was after the Mississippi State game talking about guys working hard and trying to do things the right way and maybe making mistakes on the along the way but they were working to get better. And I do think that that's paying off. Now, this Alabama game coming up Saturday, uh, to Cairo's question, you know, this is probably not the best time to play Alabama. When's a good time to play against the Crimson Tide? But let's see if Tennessee can get through this game, remain healthy. You want to stay healthy at quarterback, for sure. If Brian Mauer's playing on Saturday, you want to make sure that he's okay and ready to go next week against South Carolina as well. But But as long as Tennessee is able to manage itself well this weekend you come back next week and you try to build on what you've done I mean if Tennessee can go out there and be competitive at times against Alabama I mean you don't want to sit here and talk about well what if we only lose by 21 points but honestly if Tennessee were to lose 35 to 14 to Alabama that's no good that's a lot better than what a lot of people think so maybe there can be something even this Saturday to build on moving forward and a 29 point loss to Georgia Tennessee's players were still able to find some confidence to build on in that loss. So that could happen next week against South Carolina. I don't have an answer yet uh, on whether Tennessee has turned the corner. Tennessee needs to win more than one game against an SEC team to say that it really has turned the corner and that it really is going in the right direction. But it's not going in the wrong direction right now, and that's a good thing. And could Tennessee have a disappointing finish like last year where it won games against Auburn and Kentucky but also suffered blowout losses to Mizzou and Vanderbilt at the end of the year? Yeah, something like that could happen. Tennessee could beat South Carolina and then lose on the road against Kentucky, and that would be disappointing. That's why uh, it's difficult right now to say just because Tennessee beat Mississippi State, it's going to a bowl game because we know how things can go up and down. That's college football. That's not only Tennessee football. That's the way it works for, I don't know, 90% of the programs in the country. It doesn't happen to Bama. It doesn't really happen to Oklahoma or Ohio State. You know, it doesn't seem like it happens to Georgia, but Georgia just lost to South Carolina this past weekend. So for a program like Tennessee, there's a lot of work to be done to show that it's going to be consistently playing at the level it needs to to win these kinds of games. Let's see what happens 
over the next couple of weeks. Cairo, thanks again for the question. Eddie sent in a question asking, halfway through the season, which position group has made the most progress this year? I'm going to say the offensive line. It was a group that at the start of the season really had some problems, a ton of inexperience. Getting Trey Smith cleared to play this year has helped, and he's a guy that I think has progressed. His best game of the season might have been this past Saturday. He got some honors for how he played against Mississippi State. But we've seen Wanya Morris and Darnell Wright progress. Kron Calvert's been able to help. Brandon Kennedy is a guy that Jeremy Pruitt has talked about developing. And, you know, Kennedy's maybe an example there. Uh, I don't know how good of a center he is, but he is a player that was talked about like he was really experienced, but he really wasn't. He was a backup at Alabama for a few years. He started the opener last year against West Virginia for Tennessee and then tore his ACL and had to rehab all last year. So he entered the season as an older player, but with only one start. So he's a guy that has progressed and getting Jameer Johnson back could help. You have Jameer Johnson, Ryan Johnson. I mentioned Jerome Carvin earlier in the show. So I think Tennessee is building depth. I think Tennessee has a group of offensive linemen that have the size that they're looking for. And Tennessee's offensive line is not where it needs to be, but it could continue to get better. And Tennessee's performance against Mississippi State has to inspire confidence. And Tennessee's pass protection has been improved. So I would say the most improved group from the beginning of the season to where it is now would be the offensive line. The defensive line had a good performance this past Saturday, Let's see it put more effort like that together on the field because this past Saturday was good. The week before, though, was really disappointing not being able to get a quarterback hurry. So, Eddie, I appreciate the uh, the question. It's a good one. Which position group has made the most progress? I'm going to go with the offensive line. Final question here for the mailbag segment on Locked on Vols. Nathan asks, which player am I most interested to watch in the second half of the season? That's a good one because I'm trying to choose one guy out of so many. I think Brian Maurer could be an easy choice because he's the quarterback, and we heard what Jeremy Pruitt said about him in in the last segment. He's Tennessee's starter right now. Can he improve? Can he eliminate some of the mistakes that have been costly? He obviously has a ton of upside. You see his his playmaking ability. He's inspired his teammates, the fan base, Uh, but that's too easy of a choice, and I guess I've already gone through the reasons you would choose him anyway. I'm going to go with Quavaris Crouch, a guy who's going to have a chance to play more inside at linebacker this weekend, and I think is going to continue to play a big role in this defense. His pass rushing ability is really important for Tennessee on that side of the ball. Tennessee will have Henry Toa back for the second half of the Alabama game, as he is suspended this weekend for uh, the targeting ejection this past weekend against Mississippi State. But put me down for Quavaris Crouch, a really talented freshman who has already played a good amount. I think his role is only going to increase as the season goes along and, and his understanding of what to do on defense increases. Next year, I think we're going to go into the season talking about Crouch being one of the most important players on the football team. So let's see how number 27 does as the season goes along. A guy with a big-time motor, a ton of talent, ton of uh, athleticism, and a guy that seems to be willing to do whatever it takes to play his role to help Tennessee on defense. So Kavars Crouch would be my guy to uh, to watch as the season goes along. If I have to choose an offensive guy, I'll just say Brian Maurer. I, I think that's too obvious. Go with the quarterback and see what he's able to do. Let's see what Tennessee gets out of that position as the season goes along. So Tennessee will get ready for Alabama coming up on Saturday. We have one more show to go this week. That'll be tomorrow. And uh, I think we're going to have a collaboration show. I think I'm going to do the show tomorrow with the Locked On Bama guys. So we'll look at both sides of the matchup, the rivalry, everything there 
with Tennessee and Alabama as they get ready to play on Saturday night in Tuscaloosa. I appreciate you being here today on the show. If you can, uh, rate and review the show if you haven't done that so far. Thanks to everybody who has. Rating and reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts is a big help. Subscribe, download, all that good stuff, and keep spreading word to Tennessee fans about Locked on Vols here five days a week. I appreciate you hanging out, and I'll see you again tomorrow.